Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey y'all, welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. I'm Patty Holiday, your head fangirl in charge, and this is the Monday Movie Minute for September 16th. Every Monday, we chat about the movies that came out, what we saw last week, and what's happening in the box office. Sometimes it's short and sweet. Sometimes we talk about old movies that we're revisiting. Uh, And sometimes it's all the new stuff that came out in the theaters that I couldn't wait to see and tell you all about. And that's what that's what this week is. <laughs> I have uh, two movies that I saw in, this, in the theater this week, and they're pretty much polar opposites of each other. Uh, pol, polar, hint, hint. Okay, <laughs> um, so I saw Hustlers and Downton Abbey. We're going to cover both of these movies, and I'm also going to give you a little parent movie review as well. Uh, but first, as always, I like to talk about the box office and see what is happening there. So this week, It Chapter 2 is the number one at the box office yet again. Hustlers came in at number two. Now, Hustlers brought in $33 million, which is uh, which is pretty good for an R-rated movie, especially an R-rated movie that's like all female-driven. That doesn't tend to happen. I think, I think, I hope, somebody is paying attention to those numbers and recognizing the fact that, uh, I don't know, maybe we need more movies like this. And I got a caveat to that because I am going to review it here in a minute. It wasn't my favorite. It wasn't my favorite. But I still respect the hustle. <laughs> I, just, I still respect what they were trying to do here. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. Um, number three is Angel Has Fallen. Number four is Good Boys. Number five is The Lion King. Number six is Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw Presents. Uh, seven is Overcomer. Eight is The Goldfinch. Nine is The Peanut Butter Falcon, and ten is Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Now, just as a side note, Brittany Runs a Marathon also opened this week, uh, and it was at the number 12 spot for, for what that's worth. Uh, I hope I hope more buzz gets out on this one, because if you listened to me talking about it last week, you know I loved it. So maybe next weekend it'll be a, a stronger movie. Maybe once everybody saw Hustlers, they'll go and watch Brittany. <laughs> like I mentioned, it was... Downton Abbey versus The Hustlers <laughs> for me this week. Two totally different movies, different stories, different vibes. But they also had something uh, important in common. And that basically are these, these are storylines with women who had stories to tell and uh, who took command of their own lives and their own loves. And uh, both, both were compelling-ish in their own ways, okay? Simply put, hey, women rule in both of these both of these stories, and I love that aspect as a as a woman, as a mom, as a mom to girls, as a big fan girl. Uh, I am out there trying to support and hope that we see some more of, of of movies where women are the focus. It's a lot of fun, and there's some really cool chicks out there. So let's see more of this on the big screen, guys. Uh, you know, I mean, from the '80s when I first remember watching movies like nine to five with, uh, you know, Lily Tomlin and Dolly Parton and Jane Fonda, um, to these women of Downton and of Hustlers in 2019, you know, they're, they're living their lives in their most, uh, true to themselves ways. 
okay? Um, the best ways that they know how. The most honest, well, I can't say exactly honest ways, but maybe living their own truths. Maybe that's a better way of wrapping that <laughs> little little coin a phrase around that. Because uh, there's definitely some dishonesty going on in Hustlers anyway. <laughs> I don't know, guys. It's just, I feel like it's important for the future of cinema that, that women's voices are heard and their stories are told. And that's in part what I'm trying to do here with this discussion. When I got into podcasts and started kind of looking around for fandoms and to see what was out there to listen to myself, there's not a lot of women-centered or women-driven uh, podcasts talking about entertainment. And I'm hoping we can change that. I'm, that's that's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing this. So yeah, it, as you can tell, it's important to me, and I and I hope it's important to you. I hope that's in part why you're here is because you want to hear a, a different voice uh, weighing in on some of these things. So you know, if it, these stories are out there, they're stories that need to be told, from the Dowager Countess uh, to stripping single moms. It's all good. It's all important, and I want more Hollywood. I want more. And I hope those numbers from Hustlers, like I said, are, are getting some folks' attention out there because, like, J-Lo's huge. We'll give her that. But I, I definitely think the content is what people were going for to some extent. So, all right. Now we got to talk about these movies separately. And I got to say, we're going to start with Hustlers. And it was fine. It, it, it was good. It was, it was beautifully shot. Um, the actresses were a lot of fun, lots of great energy on screen. J-Lo was a blast. Uh, Jennifer Lopez really was a lot of fun to watch. I mean, she just chewed up the scenery, chewed up the stage whenever she was on it. Uh, she, she was impressive. But my issue with this is that there was a lot of hype out there. There was a lot of hype, and I bought into the hype, as I sometimes do. Sometimes it's in a trailer. Sometimes it's by word of mouth, by early reviews. That this one kind of fell flat for me only based on what the hype was and what I was expecting. It's kind of like, I don't know if you guys remember from earlier in the summer when I watched Booksmart and I expected to be blown away by Booksmart based on these early reviews that people were giving it. And it just didn't do it for me. It was fine. It was good. I didn't hate it. Uh, it's not what I'm saying. It's kind of the same thing with Hustlers. It was fine. It was good. It was interesting-ish at points. <laughs> but at points, it was also kind of, uh, kind of hard for me to, to totally completely buy in and get into what I think they were asking of, of us as the audience. Uh, and that was, that was basically because of the storyline. Okay, guys, I'll get to that in a second. But the reason why this was kind of a, a movie that was really hot this weekend was the Toronto um, International Film Festival went on last week and they premiered Hustlers at the film festival. And people came out of this movie screaming all over the internet that Jennifer Lopez needed an Oscar nomination. Like, whoa, right? Uh, Jenny from the Block is going to get an Oscar? All right, all right, you've got my attention. You totally had my attention. And uh, so sure enough, I went, I went... <sighs> Guys, I hate to disappoint, but my issue with it was that she's playing herself. She's playing a version of herself. I mean, she's a scrappy dancer who takes no crap from no one and uses her sexuality to get ahead in life. I'm not sure there's really a stretch there. I'm not sure that it's Oscar levels of acting exactly going on. Um, she's entertaining. She's good. I, I liked her, but... I, I just, I can't get behind the Oscar buzz, guys. I just, I can't do it. Not 
She's good, just not golden statue good, okay? Now, Constant Wu is also in this, and again, I thought she was good too. Uh, I loved seeing her get a little messy in this movie. Definitely, if you've seen if you've seen Crazy Rich Asians, you know she was the lead in that, and uh, this was a complete different experience than Crazy Rich Asians. And I liked her. I, I really did enjoy her as well. The music in this movie is fabulous. The cameos by Cardi B, Lizzo, Julia Stiles. Oh, there's this one. There's this one moment that Julia gives this look, and it's a look to die for, and I loved it. And I it was just good, good reminder of how how good Julia Stiles is. Uh, anyway, they they were all they were all a lot of fun. Like I again. It was fun. It was fine. It was fine. It was fun. It was fine. Mm, that's Hustlers, okay? 2000s era clothes. Loved it. Costumer, straight up on point here. Maybe there's an Oscar talk there. I don't know, but I just can't. I can't with the J-Lo, guys. And I like J-Lo. I grew up with J-Lo. I remember, I remember her story when she was on Living Color as the Fly Girl backup dancer, right? I mean, like, ah, I am of that level of I have watched everything that she has ever done and I've enjoyed everything she's ever done. So it's not a JLo negativity. It's just I don't see the Oscar buzz. I just it's not there for me. It's not there for me. And uh maybe the reason why it's not there for me is because of the story. Like I mentioned before, the 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 story is what gave me the biggest like full stop. Uh, and it's probably what I just couldn't get past. This movie is based on real life events. Okay, the the plot line involves uh, basically strippers that were drugging customers, running up their credit card bills up into the hundreds of thousands of dollars while these people were just drugged out of their mind and didn't know what they were doing. And uh, it's just gross, guys. It's just kind of gross. Uh, and I don't mean like the sex was gross or the, the, the stripping was gross. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like... Uh, the abuse was gross. <laughs> These guys were gross too, no doubt, but I can't celebrate the actions of these women. And I felt like that's what the movie was, I don't know, wanting me to do or asking me to do. And I just couldn't get there with it. So that's kind of, that's, that's, that was a big obstacle for me in my enjoyment of this overall movie. The, the storyline is where I had to step back and say, nope, this one is not for me. Uh, parent movie review, parent movie review, because I always talk about this. Uh, this is a rated R movie. Again, <laughs> this is not for me, not for my kids. Uh, the sex, the dancing, the language were all to be, you, you knew going in, this was a movie about strippers. So you knew that there was going to be some nudity. Uh, and there was going to be a lot of, you know, questionable activities going on, right? Uh, the, but the drugging and the overall lack of morality or even l- lack of real consequences uh, that the story tells were, were true sticking points for me. So I, I'm not even going to say that my teens are okay to see this one. Uh, definitely stick to that R-rated level parents in this case. Bring a friend of age who's a little salty, maybe, and doesn't mind seeing boobs and penis on screen, because yes, you do see that as well, uh, and have a good time, because, you know, that's what this was, a, a good time, but but not a great time, guys, just not a great time. Not the best thing ever. Y'all got to stop with that nonsense, because <laughs> it's not. It's, it's fine. It's fun. It's good. Okay? 
All right, moving on, uh, Downton Abbey. Now think think about the thing that is pretty much the 100% opposite of Jennifer Lopez on a stripper pole. Maybe you would come up with this aristocratic family in the 1920s. Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> totally, totally opposite movies. Uh, hey, guys, I like it all, okay? I like it all. Anyway, this movie picks up after the ending of season six of the PBS series Downton Abbey. And if you were a fan of that series, then you're going to love this movie. Okay, it's pretty much I can sum it up by saying it's an extra long episode of Downton Abbey. And it's and it's fine. It's good. It's just what you would expect out of the Downton Abbey series, okay? Now, if you need to catch up on the series before the movie, maybe you haven't seen it at all, or you need a recap because it's been a while since you watched the show, I have a quick 10-minute option for you. It's on the blog. I will link that in show notes for you, noguiltfangirl.com. Go check that out because you'll definitely want to see this even as a recap, even as a refresher before you walk into the movie, just as a reminder, right? Uh, but if you love the series, uh, then I think you'll you'll be happy with the movie. Now, the question is, did we need to see this on the big screen? And I'd say, nah, <laughs> nah, we didn't need to see it. I mean, the, the story they continue is definitely one for the fans. It's a lot of fan service. It's being told because they love us, and it's they're, they're saying thank you in a way, I think, um, but not because like, there was some compelling story that must be told in the Downton Abbey storyline. I'm, so, I'm, I'm glad they did it anyway. I, I became a fan recently, and so I was totally down with this movie on the big screen. The way they drove the narrative gave us updates on all of our favorites from the family and from the downstairs staff. But the way they did it also didn't give us, you know, quite enough depth to really make a meaty movie out of it, all in one storyline, if that makes sense. And, and again, I was, I was mostly okay with that as well. I felt the series treated some storylines similarly. So it just was a, a very, you know, carrying on from, from, from how the series treated episodes and, and certain characters. Um, so overall, you know, same feel, same stunning cinematography, same Dowager Countess one-liners. Oh my gosh, Maggie Smith is amazing, absolutely amazing, always and forever. I heart Maggie Smith, especially in this role. She's fantastic. Uh, I'll wrap this one up by saying I was amused and even even enthralled at times, but I wasn't walking out of this one screaming for Oscars either. <laughs> Though I could always put Dame Maggie Smith down on the nomination list for any movie she's ever been in. <laughs> she is just genius. And uh, she continues to be genius in this role. So, sorry, J-Lo. I'm voting for Maggie. Uh, sorry. Okay, for a parent movie review on this one. Now, if you're kids have gotten into the series, regardless of their age, then I think this is very much on par with what you'd expect as far as language and violence and sex. It's very PBS-y feeling, okay? Bring a friend. Bring a friend, one that likes sarcasm and beautiful things, and have a good time because that's what this is too. It's it's a good time, okay? Not the best movie ever, but you're going to have fun, especially if you've been a fan of Downton Abbey. Now, if you haven't ever seen 
any of the episodes, you can still see this movie and enjoy it for what it is. So don't shy away if it's on your list or you're curious or you want to check it out. I do recommend checking out that blog post that I'm going to link for you first. But other than that, I think I think you can go and you'll you might miss a little continuity of things, but Overall, you're going to be able to, to follow the plot and understand what's happening in this movie. So also, Downton Abbey, I have one and possibly two Downton Abbey episodes <laughs> coming this week. So there's definitely more to talk about with this series. We're going to fangirl out over Downton Abbey on Thursday. So tune back in on Thursday. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss that notification when it comes out for that more in-depth discussion and conversation about the Crawley family. All right, guys, that is the Monday Movie Minute for this week. Like I said, tune back in on Thursday. Um, I have to check. I think there's going to be two episodes on Thursday. I think there is. I have to check and make sure the audio quality works for the second one, but um, I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, I am introducing a new friend to the podcast, Ducky Rowland. She is a fangirl I hope to have on the show more in the future. She's adorable, and she was a lot of fun to record with, so I hope you guys tune in and listen to Ducky. And then the other one, the other recording is my BFF, Tanya, uh, who I went and saw the movie with. And so we do a quick review as well as talk about why we love Downton Abbey. Okay? Uh, Downton all week. Downton all week. Uh, This movie comes out on the 20th, which is Thursday. So, well, I think actually the 20th is Friday. But, you know, it comes out on Thursday nights. (laughs) So uh, mark your calendar if you are a fan. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to throw those five-star reviews up there. It helps other fangirls find the show. And it is always appreciated by yours truly. All right, guys, thanks for fangirling with me on the No Guilt Fangirls podcast. Hope you'll come back to fangirl again real soon.